0: My name is Amanda Holmes and I think we all need more poetry in our lives. This week's poem by Rainer Maria Rilke was requested by a listener in Seattle who says it's among his favourites. Actually, he sent us a translation of the poem by Robert Bly, but when I sent it to my producer, Stephanie Bastik, she didn't like it, and sent me a new translation she did herself. Stephanie, what didn't you like about Bly's translation? Well, Robert Bly is
1: considerably more famous than I am, but he was not fluent in all of the languages that he translated. Uh, In fact, for some, like French or for Farsi, he said that he worked word by word with native speakers to create the poems. Or you could say that he edited existing translations, and what I would say is a pretty offensive way, actually, especially if you look at his books um, on Urdu translations by Kabir, for example. Um, but I did find an interview in which Bly said that when he found an earlier translation of a Rilke poem by James Blair Leishman, Bly became so angry, he could have strangled him on the spot. So mm. I think that Bly would have appreciated. Um, My own reaction to his translation, (laughs) which was not quite so violent, but um, I could only find one other translation of the poem by Edward Snow, which I didn't like either. And I wanted you to read the poem, but I thought I might as well
0: translate it myself. Have you translated Rilke before?
1: Yes. So Rilke was actually the first poet I read in German and the first one I translated. I remember encountering some poem of his in college and I couldn't find a translation of it and I felt compelled to do it myself. there was something about trees, which is not really helpful because Rilke talks
0: a lot about trees. <laughs> um, so how's your translation of this poem different?
1: A couple ways. So the title for one, Schauende," is the German title, and that just means the watcher or the one who watches. There's no man there, as Bly has it. Gendered nouns in German don't necessarily say anything about the gender of the person in question, especially not at the time Rilke was writing. So I don't like the assumption that Bly made there. And I also messed with gender when it comes to the angel who appears in the third stanza, Mm -hmm. the fourth stanza, because to me... Angels are these sexless, imposing, thousand-eyed beings. Um, The Bible backs me up on this, and I think so do Rilke's word choices about how the angel behaves. Mm -hmm. So the angel is an it for me, and I feel like the angel's actions were rendered a little too humanly in the other translations. Bilingual listeners will also notice that I sacrificed a more literal translation of the word ernst in the line ernst und wucht und ewigkeit, because English lacks analogues for the kind of earnestness and solemnity in that word. Um, and so I found that truth sounded more, more forceful and more sort of got the sentiment of ernst. Um, and lastly, and this is more apparent in the written version on our website, I also capitalized some nouns in English that were more unusual to me. All nouns are capitalized in German, but the way Rilke chose to turn certain adjectives into nouns gave them a kind of weight that I wanted to carry through into the English. Um, And as for whether my translation is more religious, uh, in whatever sense of the word you choose to interpret, um, you'll have to judge.
0: That's great. Well, okay, I'm going to read Stephanie's translation for you. And then she is going to read the original in German. The Watcher. I see the storms coming in the trees that on swollen balmy days beat at my anxious window, and hear the distance saying things that I can't bear without a friend, can't love without a sister. There goes the storm, a rearranger, goes through forest and through time, and everything is as though ageless, the landscape, like a verse in a psalm book, is truth and might. And eternity. How small it is what we wrestle with, what wrestles with us, how great. If we could let ourselves be more like things, be subdued by great storms, we would become vast and nameless. What we defeat is the small, and the victory itself makes us small. The eternal and enormous will not be bent by us. This is the angel that appeared to the wrestlers of the Old Testament when its adversary's sinews strained like metal in the struggle. It felt them under its fingers like the strings of deep melodies. Whomever was bested by this angel, who so often renounced struggle, he goes righteous and upright, and great from that harsh hand, which embraced him like a sculptor. Victories do not entice him. This is how he grows, deep defeat by ever greater forces.
1: Der Schauende Ich sehe den Bäumen die Stürme an die aus lau gewordenen Tagen an meiner ängstlichen Fenster schlagen und höre die Fernen Dinge sagen, die ich nicht ohne Freund ertragen, nicht ohne Schwester lieben kann. Da geht der Sturm, ein Umgestalter, geht durch den Wald und durch die Zeit und alles ist wie ohne Alter. Die Landschaft, wie ein Vers im Salter, ist Ernst und Wucht und Ewigkeit. Wie ist das Klein, womit wir ringen? Was mit uns ringt, wie ist das Groß? Ließen wir, ähnlicher den Dingen, uns so von großem Sturm bezwingen? Wir würden weit und namenlos. Was wir besiegen, ist das Kleine, und der Erfolg selbst macht uns klein. Das Ewige und Ungemeine will nicht von uns gebogen sein. Das ist der Engel der den Ringen des Alten Testaments erschien. Wenn seiner Widersache Sehnen im Kampfe sich mit Talen dehnen, fühlt er sie unter seinen Fingern wie Saiten tiefer Melodien. Wen dieser Engel überwand, welcher so oft auf Kampf versichtet, der geht gerecht und aufgerichtet und groß aus jener harten Hand, die sich wie formend an ihn schmiegte. Die Siege laden ihn nicht ein. Sein Wachstum ist, der tief besiegte von immer größerem zu sein.
0: Thank you for listening. If you have any comments or suggestions for poems you'd like me to read, we'd love to hear from you. You can send us an email at podcast at theamericanscholar.org or comment on our website, theamericanscholar.org.